do you ever use soaking the dishes as an excuse to not wash them, but leave them for the morning? For a while, I did this as my strategy every day, but I finally realized it was perfectionism causing my procrastination, and I discovered how to beat it. I'm Misty Winkler, and you're listening to the Simply Convivial Podcast. It is so easy to let perfectionism trap us into procrastination. The two really go hand in hand so many ways. And I think we know that. I think we've experienced that as mothers over and over again, but sometimes we don't make the connection. When we make the connection, and realize what's going on kind of behind the scenes of our minds, we can then maybe do something about it. So today we are going to talk about an example of perfectionism leading to procrastination and then how to overcome both the perfectionism and the procrastination. Let's dig in. Baked chicken, glazed carrots, roasted potatoes. I'd put dinner on the table. A pretty good dinner. Wasn't that enough for one day? Couldn't my day just be over now? To get up from the dinner table and then face the collection of plates, cups, pans, utensils, pots, not to mention the counters and everything that was on them. Ugh. Soaking seemed to be the best solution. If the dishes wait, no harm is done. Really, I told myself I was being a better housekeeper for putting all the dishes off for the morning. It would take me so much less time if they soaked overnight, I told myself. If I just waited for the morning, I would have coffee. I could knock it out at no time. Tomorrow. For now, I'll just go read and forget about this room. I've always been good at justifying my procrastination. And so for quite some time, I always spent the first part of my day cleaning up from the day before. I refused to feel bad about it. I had made it my deliberate choice and strategy. It wasn't the worst choice I've made in my life, for sure, but it also was not helping me, no matter what I told myself. Especially as my kids got a little older and we actually had to do some school in the morning, when my time was spoken for in different ways, my procrastination strategy became obviously less workable. And I started to wonder if... I was deceiving myself if the procrastination was truly a problem. It was. (laughs) And the idea that helped me to break out of this procrastination rut was the concept of clearing to neutral. I had a problem during those years with wondering what the point was of all the housework and honestly not having a good answer to the question. I used to think things like, what's the point of making my bed? 
I'm only going to sleep in it again. What's the point of cleaning the island? I'm only going to cook on it again. What is the point of washing the dishes? We'll only use them again. And that's where the clue was right there. The dishes can wait because we don't need them again this instant. But if we do need them again, they actually have to be cleaned first. They have to be cleaned and washed in between the uses. Then I realized that it applied to the island too. I needed to clear and wash it before it was ready to cook from it. Eventually, I even started making my bed. For the first many years of our marriage, I did the work that was necessary to prepare right before needing it instead of right after using it. And, you know, it worked okay, but it was not actually a wise use of time or resources or energy. Really, what was driving me to procrastinate the work was a disrespect of the work. And what I needed was to find that point. And through conversations and books and prayer, it finally dawned on me. We wash the dishes because we'll use them again. I need to clean the island because I'm going to have to cook another meal. The reason I need to make my bed is so that we can sleep in it again, welcomed to our rest like decent and civilized people, rather than collapsing into a mess like slobs. The story that we tell ourselves about our work matters. Clearing to neutral is a concept to save us from both perfectionism on the one hand, where we want to get it all exactly right and perfectly, precisely clean and just so. And then usually we want it to stay that way. So we resent using it. Sloppiness is the other side of procrastination, where because it's not going to stay just so, we don't even try. Perfectionism thinks that the point of a kitchen is to be a pristine showpiece. If it is anything other than perfect, it's not acceptable. This can make us either strive ceaselessly to make our kitchen look like no one lives in it, or on the other hand, to give up altogether at making it look nice because we will never reach our too high unreasonable expectations. Sloppiness thinks that the point of a kitchen is merely to hold things and to perform certain tasks in. Its state does not matter. One source of the wake-up call that I had was from Elizabeth Elliot, who wrote, The way you keep your house the way you organize your time, the care you take in your personal appearance, the things you spend your money on, all speak loudly about what you believe. The beauty of thy peace shines forth in an ordered life. A disordered life speaks loudly of disorder in the soul. Our homes are tools to be used for the building up of people. Tools must be cared for, or they aren't going to last long or be as effective. But the point is never 
to have a perfectly organized wall of tools that are never used. The use is the important part. To clear to neutral is to prepare the tool for its next use. After making dinner, we tidy up the kitchen, wash the dishes, sweep the floor, so that the kitchen is ready to prepare the next meal the next day. After wearing clothes, we wash them, dry them, fold them, and put them away so that they are ready to be worn again so that we can open our closet in the morning and have something clean and appropriate to wear. When we do our household duties with an eye towards clearing to neutral, we are keeping the main thing the main thing. Our resources are ready to be called into service. So why can't the dishes wait for the morning? Slowly but steadily, I started doing the dishes after dinner. I gave a child the job of unloading the dishes in the morning, which meant that I had to get it loaded and run it the night before so that the child could do his job. Slowly, after doing the dishes after dinner, I also began to sweep after dinner. Then I began wiping down the counters after dinner. Eventually, I ended the day with a ready-to-go kitchen. It was not an overnight transformation, but rather one small step was able to be followed by another until I had better homemaking habits. And suddenly, the morning was a pleasant time to walk into the kitchen. Instead of being confronted with all that I had left undone, I walked into a room that was ready to be used. I woke up to a fresh start, a room ready for service. Maybe you don't feel like cleaning up in the evening. I certainly don't. But if you and I buckle down and do it, will we regret it the next morning? Of course not. We will thank ourselves. And that is how we perpetuate the change. It's how we build and keep going in choosing and growing those habits. Do thank yourself. Taking the time to notice how nice it is to walk into the orderly room. It is of value. So don't gloss over what you have done and count it as worth little. It is faithfully fulfilling your duties, and that is worth something. The dishes can wait, and there are times where it's fine to leave them soaking overnight. But a pattern of clearing to neutral each day will make a difference in how you and I begin our days. We will be glad that we did. Getting a working organizational system in place seems like an elusive goal, maybe even an impossible one. But at Simply Convivial, I want to help show you how it can be a snap. There are four pieces to any working realistic planning system. S-N-A-P, a snap. And I have a quiz for you on my site where you can figure out which piece 
out of the four you are missing, which piece you should work on next. Head on over to simplyconvivial.com and look for the Organization is a Snap quiz at simplyconvivial.com slash quiz. You can find out the best next step to take to be more organized in a realistic, non-perfectionistic, non-overwhelming way. And of course, you know, it will include organizing your attitude. Go to simplyconvivial.com slash quiz today.